everyone. Welcome back to episode 16 of the Side Dish Pod, where we dish it out with Boston's brightest culinary minds. It's your co-hosts, Brittany from Boston Food Journal and my sister, <laughs> my sister Kate. Thank you for saying I'm your co-host. Hi, everyone. I always, I always <laughs> do. Also, guys, PSA, my mind is a bit foggy today, so bear with me. I swear I have a reason, but we're not going to go there. But anyway, welcome back. We have a really cool episode today, the typical wine tip, BFJ tip. And then we're interviewing a special guest. um, And you're definitely going to know where she works. I think they're some of Boston's most primary, most iconic bars and restaurants here in the city. So we'll we'll save that for the middle of the episode. But also, I'm kind of laughing. Kate and I were like bickering before this because I don't know about you guys, but I eat at like five o'clock. I don't know. I just do. We kind of grew up eating at five and I eat at five. And Kate was like, you want to record at five? And I was like, no, no, I I'm- said, let's record before dinner around five, five thirty. And you were like, that's when I eat dinner. I've been looking forward like, to the hour. About? I've been looking forward to the hour of five o'clock all day today because I'm so excited. I'm going to make this pasta dish and oh, I've been thinking about you. it, but thinking about it all day. So like, Come five o'clock, I need to be like in the kitchen getting. What is the pasta dish? Do you care to tell? So, due to some unforeseen circumstances, I have not been able to get groceries, and I have a couple things in my fridge. So I was like, "What can I make with mushroom spinach?" Because I have those for omelets, and then pasta. So I'm gonna just literally make like mushroom and spinach rigatoni with cheese, and it sounds so good, doesn't it? (laughs) Did you like look up this recipe, or are you just like winging it? I did. I looked it up, and I found some, and they they say to do it like the way that I would normally do it. So I think I'm going to wing it now that I know it's like an actual thing, uh-huh. but I'm very excited. I will send you a picture, Caitlin. Yeah. I'm impressed with you that you're you. actually are looking forward to cooking. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, personally, I have not recovered yet from yes. my bachelorette party. So in Savannah this past I think we, weekend. We talked about this in last week's episode, but we had Kate's bachelorette party in Savannah this last weekend, and it was so much fun. Savannah's a great city. Yeah, it was adorable, like dripping with Southern charm and good food. And we went to this place called Local 1110. Highly recommend for dinner yeah, really if you ever good. go down there. Really good. And then we did a lot of ghost-oriented things, which I love ghosts, and it's one of the most haunted cities in America. Um, and we went to Savannah Smiles, which is apparently a legendary <laughs> bar because yep. I was telling my partners that I work with about the trip and they were, and I was like, yeah, the piano bar was fun. And she was like, oh, you went to Savannah Smiles. <laughs> like she just like knew what it was. It's just a legendary spot. A legendary so spot. It was a whirlwind weekend, but it was really great. A lot of fun. And now we're reco- in recovery. Yeah. And on that, on that note, I'm sure we don't want to think about wine, given that we did drink a lot of <laughs> not necessarily uh, wine, but a lot of things yes. this last weekend. I don't know about you, but I haven't like even touched wine. Or I have anything. not had Maybe a I'll have some wine. wine with my pasta tonight, actually. I think now's a good time, Brent. You should. I feel, well, I, deserve, I, feel I deserve. You deserve it. OK, so you deserve it. even though we don't want to think about it yet, or I might dabble with some wine tonight. Kate, what are we sipping on this week? As you all, actually, I don't know if everyone knows or not, but I'm getting married in September and I've been in the process of booking my honeymoon and we're going to Italy and we're going to stay on a vineyard for a couple of days. And we found this vineyard using my Chase Rewards points, best credit card ever, called Castello La Lecce. 
um, and there it looks really beautiful and there's a pool and I can't wait to relax there and drink wine but they make a pretty well-known Chianti Classico Ooh, isn't that dad's just favorite the, yeah he loves a good Chianti it's called Castello La Leche Chianti, Leche Chianti Classico and it's from Tuscany um, and I picked it just because I'm really excited to go on vacation for a long time um, so and it's 18 bucks, by the way, too. And I found it on a lot of alcohol delivery sites, and I'm sure you can find it nice. in your local wine shop as well. So 18 bucks doesn't break the bank. It's very classic. It's called a Chianti Classico, but it's a classic Chianti, like big, strong flavor at first, almost like, whoa, can I drink this? Like this is like very alcoholic or it's very strong. But if you give it some time to open up and aerate, it's going to get more mellow and fruity. Hmm. Um, so just give it a little bit of time and it'll, it'll open up nicely and pairings. I think it's such a big wine. Chiantis are usually very big wines. And by big, I mean, just like, there's like a lot of complexity and whatnot. I would recommend, um, having it with a little bit more than just pasta and red sauce. Try it with like a stew or a roast, um, or some like really sharp cheeses. Love that. So yeah, the Costello La Lecha Chianti Classico. We love those Italian wines. Yes. yes I haven't do. done an Italian wine. Well, I, I think I have, but. Oh, not yeah, like, you definitely not have in like the beginning, a, though. But not like a classic Chianti. So I thought yeah. I would kind of bring it back to the roots a little bit and give I people a more basic recommendation. I love that. Thanks, Kate. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to jump into our interview with our special guest, who is Katie Freeman. She's the marketing and private event manager for Glen Hospitality Group. Glen is behind all of Boston's most iconic bars, tap rooms, um, you know, um, Coogan's, Coogan's, Cleary's, Cleary's. Black uh, Rose, Brownstone, Brownstone Black Rose, yep. all those places that you've definitely gone to for beers, dollar drafts at Coogs, you know, the whole deal. So we're excited to chat with her and learn a little bit more about this business. It's actually a family business if you didn't know that. So Katie, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Um, first, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and what led you into hospitality here in Boston? Yeah, so I, um, I grew up in the hospitality industry. I am... Um, the third generation of our big Irish um, hospitality group. So it started with my grandfather um, when he came over from Ireland in the late 50s. Um, yeah. And now my mom and her siblings are all um, involved in an ownership capacity. That's awesome. Um, so cool. Yeah. yeah. So I um, so I grew up in it. Um, you know, I was the little kid coming to work with my mom, you know, coloring on the kids' menu. Yeah. Um, drinking from the kids' cups and um, just fell, you know, fell in love with it. Thought I would kind of do my own thing for a little while. And I worked in the private event department at City Winery for a couple mm -hmm. of years. Um, and then a position opened up to join the family. And I decided to do so in 2019. Um, awesome. How yeah. has it been like working for the family business? Is it is it fun or is it challenging? Like, what? tell us about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. You know, um, obviously it has its challenges. Anyone who works with their family will say the same. Um, we yes. are, yeah, exactly. Um, we're pretty good at separating business and, you know, our home family life. And I think that's so important. So when we're at, you know, a family cookout or gathering, it's it, no business talk, right. Um, right. which that's is important. the word. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you have to separate it for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about, I mean, I'm familiar with them. I'm sure our listeners are too, but what are the restaurant concepts um, in your group? Um, I think Coogan's is one. I've had fond memories of dollar beers, dollar beers. in my day. Yeah. So tell us yeah. about a couple of the other, other spots. Absolutely. So Coogan's, of course, has its cult following. Um, (laughs) Forever and always. It was the one one restaurant that every single day during the pandemic, when we were shut down, I got messages, DMs, everything. When are you opening? When are you opening? Oh, really? Yeah, it was of all the restaurants, people were most excited to get that place open. Um, (laughs) But in the back bay, we have Cleary's and Brownstone, which is right next door. Oh, yeah. Um, Love and then Dylan's is on Boylston Street, so right as you get closer to Fenway. Um, and then downtown, we have Granary Tavern, the Black Rose, Central Wharf, and um, Sterling's. Love that. I went to the Black Rose once. It was very fun. Very Irish. Yes. Very yeah. fun. Very Irish. Yeah. Um, that is kind of the only you know restaurant in our group that is uniquely Irish. Yeah. Um, and we have live music, live Irish music, um, seven days a week. So that. that's kind of the highlight there. I love that. I feel like all of those concepts are like the Boston staples. Yeah, like Cleary's Basement. Like everyone wow. knows those <laughs> spots as like the Boston staples. So I feel like you've done a great job like differentiating them as that. And know? what I love too is like, I've been to brunch at Cleary's where it's like, I'm having a nice breakfast and yeah. brunch. And then I've also like raged at Cleary's like in the basement, you know, it's like a good balance of, both. Absolutely. Yeah. And we recently just got the basement back open. So oh, good. Yeah, yeah. people are so happy just to have a DJ and like be able to dance and meet people again is I know. So, nice. so nice. We've all been missing that. Now on mm-hmm. the same token, it's a good segue into our next question. So all of the bars are of Irish influence. Mm-hmm. Um, was incorporating that heritage you know, and Boston's Irish roots, something that was purposeful. I mean, I would assume it is given that your family is Irish. Yeah. Um, does the food and drink also reflect the Irish culture? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, on St. Patrick's Day, all of our restaurants are Irish, but I think for the most part, the Black Rose is really our our staple Irish spot. Yeah. Um, and so when you go in there, it, it's an experience and yeah. it draws a lot of tourism in. Um, it's very much you know, we have Irish American bartenders working behind the bar. We have some of the best Irish food you can get in Boston. You know, we pour the perfect pint of Guinness. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And then lately we've been really trying to incorporate more merchandise into the experience. So we have a brand new merch display area. Um, we have local designers making merchandise for us. We just made um, a candle Ooh. that is... Yeah, it's named the Fields of Athen Rye, which is where my grandmother is from. Aww. Uh, yeah, and so it's just a nice a nice way to take something home with you. So if you're right. visiting in town, you can take a little piece of that Boston heritage home with you. Yep. Um, yeah, and we recently partnered with um, a hot sauce company based in Lowell. Oh, fun. So yeah, they make cool. Irish-inspired hot sauces. Oh, the company, cool. Yeah, the company is called Crack Sauce. So <laughs> Crack as in C-R-A-I-C, which oh, yeah. in the Irish culture, Love just a good pun. to have a good time. So that's amazing. Yeah. The one time I went to Black Rose was with, it was like six years ago with a guy from Ireland. He was like, this is the spot for like people from Ireland. I was like, okay. And it was, it was a time, but it was really fun. Um, tell us I, more about the food too. Sorry. Right yeah. Now, more about, tell us but about like, the food. How do you design like, the menus? Like, is it the chef? Do you guys have like, are you the taste testers? Like how does, how do you design the food? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so we have a head chef for our company, Chef Kelly Snoggles. He's been with us for, I think, over 15 years at this point. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and he's fantastic. So he's done a really great job of hiring individual chefs for each restaurant. Um, but because he's been with the company for so long, we're so lucky that he's been able to kind of carry out that, like that same tradition. So, yeah. you know, the fish and chips taste the same as it did six years ago, the shepherd's pie. Oh, same thing. So, um, but in that same effect, like we're really working to using like just better ingredients for the company and more local ingredients. So we just, um, started partnering with Maine family farms. So oh, we're cool. Yeah, so we're sourcing our meats from there. And you two okay. are from Maine, right? Yeah, we are, from yeah. Maine. Yeah. 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 So just trying to incorporate um, you know, more local, high quality food. Um I love that. And I know you have a good beer program too at at least at the spots I've been to, but is local a big focus there too, like finding craft beers and also obviously Bud Light. We all love Bud Light, but like <laughs> like yeah. the craft beers too. Do you circle those in and out or how do you do it? Definitely. Definitely. Um so Paul Bruno is our beverage um kind of manager and he oversees the program. Um, it really depends on where you go, which yeah. I love. So Brownstone, for example, is much more of a craft cocktail scene. Yeah. Um, some great wine, some great craft beers. Dylan's has everything, um, which I love. I think our beverage program is the strongest at Dylan's. Um, some of our best cocktails come out of there and they're fun. You know, we have like a whiskey cocktail with a rubber ducky on top. We have yeah, rubber, yeah. Yeah. I've had that one. You know, Rose <laughs> with a Twizzler and yeah. just like fun things. It's really the patio and kind of that like fun, go get brunch with your girlfriends or your family. Right, right. Um, head there before a Red Sox game. Yeah. And that's shown really through the beverage program there. That's awesome. And I think just to like backtrack a little, the yeah. fact that you had the same um, chef in charge for so many years. I think people really look for consistency in food at restaurants. And that perhaps is why you have that cult boss and following because you have been so consistent for all these years. And I think that's so important. And yeah. so cool. we've been so lucky. I think, you know, one of the biggest things about the pandemic, obviously we're in a huge labor shortage right now, right? right. But we've been so lucky to have some of like the, you know, our, our best chefs that have been with us for a long time, our cooks, our managers, our dishwashers, yeah. um, you know, our bartenders, we have sent it over at Dylan's. He is like the back bay bartender. People come in to see him. And so we've been really lucky that despite everything that's gone on with the pandemic, a lot of our, our staff has come back to that's work. Awesome. For us. Yeah. Very good sign. Now on that same token with the pandemic, how did you have to shift um, last year into this year? And what were, you know, are you back to quote normal today? What's the status of things? Yeah, I mean, we're a far, a far ways away from normal, unfortunately. Um, you know, I think it's it's been a challenge for sure. Um, when I started working with the company, I was focused mostly on the private events. Um, and then thankfully, just being a millennial and someone that's <laughs> part of the industry, I've been able to kind of use what I've learned and know to help the business in other ways. So I've been doing everything in the last couple of you know, I guess it's been almost two years now working on, you know, managing some of the restaurants, working on the social media, also yeah. coordinating private events. Um, so I think we've all had to pivot a little bit, um, right. you know, and it's, it's been crazy for everyone. My mom's the CFO. So for her, it's oh, been yeah. 
challenging as well. Um, even though she's in the office and I'm on the floor, we're both experiencing challenges with the pandemic. Right. Um, but I think we did a really good job of, of just trying to conserve and not overexert ourselves while we were shut down so that we were able to kind of come back and be ready um, as things reopened. Right. We were so lucky with Dylan's because we've had that patio for years and yeah. we have, we've had it heated for years and yeah. who knew outdoor dining was going to be right. The thing. Yeah. Right. The thing that is a, that you need to survive. So we were so lucky with that. Um, and then I think just doing kind of fun things and also things to help the community. We donated some meals to the local hospitals. Um, and then Coogan's, for example, like the cult following that Coogan's is, we had all of these t-shirts made for St. Patrick's Day in 2020 uh-huh. and couldn't do anything with them. So we decided to sell them and donate the proceeds to the Barstool Fund. Oh, so that, love great. that. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. So instead of just trying to like overexert ourselves too much, where can we find partners and resources that, you know, we knew the Barstool Fund was doing great things. So right. let's take this and donate to them where they can, you know, allocate the funds as needed. I really like that. That's, yeah. that's really awesome. Yeah. And so many businesses that we've talked to have pivoted in similar ways, like using social media creatively and like, you know, partnering with hospitals or nonprofits, like what have you. So we like to take a sampling from everybody on what they, what they did. So it's, it's interesting to hear. I love all those ideas. And we're very glad to hear that you can have events now and you can yeah. open up your basements again and your dance floors. And, you know, that's, we're excited to hear that for you. And for yeah. us to enjoy. <laughs> to go back to Clary's. Yeah. yeah. Please Amazing. come by. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. Definitely gearing up for a busy fall. We have um, football at all of our bars is really popular. So mm. we are the, um, we're the UGA bar at Clary's. Uh-huh. We, host, um, we host Alabama at Dillon's and Clemson at Central Oh, nice. oh wow. There you go. You hear that, grads? That's yeah. where you go. Yeah. Find <laughs> your football. <laughs> Love that. Now, tell us what's next for the restaurant group. And then Caitlin always asks, you know, where can we find you on social? What are your handles? Um, how can people find the menus and get in touch? Yeah, definitely. Um, so our uh, what's next for the business? Um, like I said, just gearing up for a busy fall. We have, um, we're, you know, eagerly booking private events as they come in. Um, definitely a lot more social. So for anyone that had to reschedule a wedding, you know, we're here for your rehearsal dinner needs. If you want to have yep. a post-wedding brunch. Um, we're really a great option for that. And I like to think that we've stayed, um, pretty affordable as well. Um, and we want to make sure that like anyone can come and see us. So we know it's been a tough year for the last, you know, year and a half, two years for, for people. Um, but we're definitely a a great affordable, you know, casual option for, for guests. Um, and yeah, you can find us at glenhospitalitygroup.com. Um, all of our websites jet off from there. Um, and I have a lot of handles. Do you want me I to know. <laughs> I know we could probably link them as well for everyone, but if you want to just yeah. go over the restaurants one more time, so people know, um, yes, definitely. Yeah. Group. So Cleary's Dylan's and Brownstone are located in the back Bay. Um, downtown we have Coogan's Granary Tavern, the Black Rose and Central Wharf and Sterling's. Love so- it downtown and the back bay is where you can find us the only ones i have not been to are sterling's and central wharf so okay do that i gotta check that that out i know central wharf is our number one event spot it has two different private event spaces so yeah we do most of our private events there and we are temporarily closed at um 
Central Wharf and Sterling's, but we are hosting private events at both locations. So okay, good to know. Still feel free to reach out even if um, the door is closed for you know lunch. So got it. Good to know. And just real quick, where can we find you if you're not at one of the restaurants? Like, what's your favorite spots in Boston? Yes. Um, <laughs> good question. So I'm very fortunate to have a boyfriend who is an amazing chef. Um, self-taught. <laughs> self-taught, but we do pasta nights every Friday. Oh, um, we love pasta. Yeah. So oh. if you're interested in looking at his page, he's at Sunday Savories on Instagram. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Um, so hopefully out in the public someplace soon. Um, and then in terms of where I like to go out to eat, um, Waypoint is my favorite restaurant. In yeah, I like Waypoint. I've, not been there. I've only been there like once. I need to go back again, but I really did enjoy it. It's great. Um, Michael Scalfo, I think I'm saying, saying his name right, yep. is the head chef there. And um, he owns um, Alden and Harlow as well. Yeah, oh, I love Alden. Yeah, we like it there. Yeah, it's great. They do um, deep dish pizza during the week. Um, amazing, like crudos and oysters and everything oh, like that. Yeah. I'm That's very hungry that. right now. So that all, I feel like I see that every podcast, but I'm like very hungry. And that all sounds very good right now. So yes, absolutely. Almost lunch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. This was fun and great to chat with you. And um, yeah, it's makes me know the to, mind behind all my I know, favorite bars. It makes me want to go basically. like back to Coogan's. I haven't been there in <laughs> yeah. a while, but I'm like, I need These to These are like definitely my staple, like, well, when I lived here, they were my staple spots. So it's like, yeah. fun to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I literally like, I feel like we, we went to all of these concepts so many times. So, it's so like, many times. I was in Clary's. We lived like we, five minutes Yeah, we lived Clary's. really close to So we were always at Clary's and Brownstone. Oh, nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah so we spent quite a lot of time at Clary's actually. So mm-hmm. it is awesome. good to finally talk to you and learn about, <laughs> you know, the family history and concepts and, you know, the menu. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. BFJ tip this week, I want to talk about the Phantom Food Fest that's taking over Moody Street in Waltham at the end of September, September 25th. So if you've been to the Food Fest before, it's really fun. Usually it's in Boston outside Fenway or at Boston City Hall, but this year they are moving it to Waltham on Moody Street. If you haven't made it to Moody Street, I would highly recommend doing so. It's sort of like a Newberry Street, but with restaurants, just very cute. Um, lots to do, lots to see. It's very fun. So I think having the Phantom Gourmet Fest there is going to be, um, you know, pretty cool. It's going to be an indoor outdoor event. It'll take place from noon to 3 p.m. and feature samplings of Phantom's favorite foods, beverages and restaurants. So there's also going to be live music. Um, and it's literally just like a food fest where you can pop around to different stations, try different foods, um, et cetera, drink some beers, listen to music you know, the whole nine yards. Sounds super, sounds super fun. I also think like end of September is my favorite weather wise. So, you know, if it's a beautiful Mm -hmm, fall mm -hmm. day, like what could beat that walking around, drinking some beer, obviously they're going to shut the road down uh, for the event, of course. Um, But I think it will be really fun. So um, general admission tickets at this moment, I believe are around $30 with VIP tickets around a hundred. VIP also gives you early admission. They are anticipating a couple of 
thousand attendees. So wow. if you're if you're concerned about COVID, maybe this wouldn't be for you. Um, although it is outside, it is outside. It is outside. So that's that's a positive thing. But again, um, I think it's going to be really fun. I went like a long time ago, and it was it was a blast. But I'm just huge on. Um, you know, food events, food tours, because you get to try different restaurants that you might not want to go and have like a sit down dinner at. You can try different things from different spots and realize, oh, I like that or I like this. And then you go back and book, you know, dinner at those restaurants. So it's great to get like a sampling of what different restaurants have to offering different breweries, etc. So that you can then plan, you know, like a date night or a night out at one of those spots. And if you're worried that Waltham is too far, let me tell you that it's not. So I live in, in the South End, downtown Boston. And, you know, to be honest, I hardly get outside the city, but I have friends, shout out Tracy and TJ. They always listen <laughs> to the podcast. So, hey, love you guys. Um, but they live right near Moody Street. And I've gone out there a couple of times to visit them and had some events with friends out there. And it's really not that far. And there's so much parking. So I would really suggest um, thinking about tickets for this. You can get tickets at www.phantomgourmetfoodfestival.com. Um, I have a list here of some of the vendors that are going to be there if you want to hear them. It's 110 Grill, All Town Fresh, Berlundi, Cabot Cheese, Casa Cana, Dumpling Daughter, one of my favorites, Dave's Hot Kitchen, Harrow's, Hidden Pig, Barbecue, Kowloon, another iconic staple, Shaking Crab, Summer Shack, Twisted Chef, Wellies, those are just a few, but um, those are spots from all over Boston, so not just Waltham restaurants. Um, so again, I would highly recommend checking it, it out. Again, you can find a lot of this information on their website, as, as well as the list of vendors that are attending. Pretty good lineup if you ask me, but check it out. Again, it's phantomgourmetfoodfestival.com, September 25th, noon to 3 p.m., Mooney Street in Waltham. Fun. Fun. Sounds Kate, really maybe awesome. we should go. Well, I would, but you'll I be will on your be... honeymoon. That's right. Yes. Bye-bye. Love, love, love. Bye-bye. Peace out. <laughs> uh, oh, I well, wait. I know. I'm excited for you. We'll have to talk about that experience when you get back. Oh, I will. I'll give everyone the rundown. For sure. And also, guys, if you want Savannah Rex, let us know. I was the um, maid of honor, and I think I did a pretty fabulous job planning everything, if I say so myself. So if yes, you, need, you did. If you need recommendations on uh, things to do, where to eat, where to stay let us know super safe city you know walkable cute downtown great restaurants really really loved it there so let me know dm me you know the deal and that's all we got for you today thanks for listening thanks everyone all right bye, bye. everybody.